How are you drinking? I made some tea. What kind of tea? I went with the uh, accommodation. I went with English breakfast tea and then the uh, cinnamon wake-up blend. It's got a little extra caffeine in it. I was kind of I felt the need for a little extra caffeine right now. Caffeine. Yeah, I had to get up early today, so I was about to be like, "Fuck, dude, it's getting late. I don't mind sure I want to do this tonight." But you never want to do shit. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, that's that is not always true. I was watching a uh, Yes Man. Yeah. Just now. Okay. Talking about um. You know, yes, my Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's like fucking saying. Oh no yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, just yeah. like sometimes you just Thanks gotta say reminder. yes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta fucking say yes, bro. Just yes, yes, yes. That's yes, what yes. made his life so brilliant, and I think that makes everyone's life good. You What's know, the that? more times you say yes, the the yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I find can't fucking you don't feel to do something, so I gotta do it. That's true. It's like working out. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're back. Hey, what up? Talking about racism. Good to see you. Are we going to talk about racism, really? Yeah, we should. Just get it out of the way. Oh, just fucking gosh. do it, man. Just, just, we just got to do it. All right. Uh, I do. I didn't research shit. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, racism is such a broad-based topic that how could you possibly research it? I mean, um, what's... Google, type in racism in the Google box. Shoot, then... I, I, I don't even want to do that. I feel like I would I would be afraid. No, I would be more afraid to Google search the topic of racism and see what comes up. Because I think everyone has some part of them that comes out and it seems a little bit racist. Or uh, Oh my gosh, it's such a big tree to climb. There's so many branches of that tree. I got a question for you. Does right. racism exist? Yes. yes, it does. Okay, yes. Uh, Why, because you're being yes, man? No. Oh. I'm just saying, like, we got to start off at the basic. Because there are yeah. people out there who think that racism does not exist. That's a very polite, politically correct statement to say, like, it doesn't exist. But in reality, it does yeah. in, in, in many, many forms and fashions. Okay, let's run through it. The basic questions, right? Okay. Tell me if you think of any. Okay, so we establish racism exists. Can <laughs> God. white people be racist? Yes. Can black people be racist? Yeah. Can Asian people be racist? I, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are you slowing down? <laughs> why why are you giving <laughs> It's a cultural norm, I guess. I, I don't why are you know, slowing man. down? No, I agree. Cause like there's the other Well, it seems like how could they be? Uh, but yeah, absolutely. So every why not? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's another thing. I think too, every is. culture has its own form or fashion of racism. Definitely. Well, I don't think racism is a, is racism a cultural thing. Well, I don't think it's just strictly a black and white thing. And I don't think that excludes Asians. And then you look at, there's like, what, 180 nations or 200-something nations, whatever it is. Yeah. There, that's a lot of... So, all right. So, racism exists, and it's safe to say all races could be racist? In some form or fashion? Absolutely. All right, cool. Glad we established that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, because, like... Yeah. Sometimes people say black people can't be racist or like minorities well, can't be racist. Why not though? Well, I don't know, man. Okay, here, like, I'll, okay, I'm going to kick this off again, not to um, point it out to a. I got a an black... idea. Okay. I'm going to Google racism and when facts come up, we'll talk about it as we go. Let's give that a shot. I mean, right. we can try it. But we can ahead. try it. Say what you were going to say. Um, I was uh, out with this girl a few months ago. We were in downtown Phoenix and we a were. A black girl? No. That's racist. Wow. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> you, you went on a date? 
Yeah, it was months ago. It was like it was oh. a while. It was a while back. I'm saying you haven't gone. I haven't known. I don't talk about my personal life as much as you think I should. <laughs> Maybe anyway. I, I I like to talk about it in almost like past tense situation. But um, I was hanging out with this girl downtown in Phoenix, and so we rented bikes. You know, there's like bikes you could rent or yeah. like scooters you could rent, and we were riding bikes and we were um, pedaling past this group of people that were walking on the street. And it was like a black girl and a couple other people. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of us riding past this, again, not I'm not making this a racist conversation just by pointing out that she was black. Mm-hmm. But as we were like riding bikes past her, this girl was on some tangent about how there was this gentrification of Phoenix and how it's become this different place. And as I was riding past them, I, like, I was literally riding this bike and trying not to like run them over. Mm. And those bikes that you rent have like a bell on them, right? Like a like you ring like the yeah, bell. Yeah, I know. And I rang the bell and this girl started going off, dude. She Which was like, girl, the girl you were with? No, the, the black girl that was riding past. And okay. she was in the middle of some conversation with her other friends about how gentrified the the city had become like phoenix yeah isn't arizona like a white state though i feel like it kind of was originally you know oh maybe not originally but yes i I feel like arizona is a predominantly white state and has been i think over the years there's definitely been an influx of other of other races and we'll we'll say races (laughs) (laughs) what up what up mr trinidad um no and and when we speak race, we can't always just nail that down to black or white. Well, that's There's, another thing, too. That's a problem I think we have, like, in general in this country. Is like, as soon as you start talking about racism, racism. Yes. It's. A lot of people. Automatically, mind. people think black and white, right. which is racist in itself. Because yeah. it's like. There's so much other races. It's a stereotype. Right. Like, why does your brain have to jump to black and white? You know what I mean? Because I do the same thing, too. Yeah. Like, even when. Someone says racism, I'm like automatically. You think the black and white. Black and white. Okay. Which is. So, okay, Arizona is a border state with Mexico. Mm -hmm. So, Mexico or Mexicans could be probably higher up in that list of what people would consider racist for a largely white state. Mm. But I agree with you. I think most people's brains, when you bring up the word racism, they connect the dot between black, black and, and white. white more. Yeah. yeah. Interesting how yeah. that works. Um, but this girl, so I got to get back to this. All right, go ahead. This girl, we're riding bikes past this girl. Um, I didn't want to run her over as we're passing them on the street. And I rang this like bicycle bell on this rented bike. And again, I could hear her say, oh, you know, Arizona gentrification, blah, blah, blah. And then I rang this bell and she was like, yeah, fuck that white guy. You know, like she just starts going off like, that's a perfect she was like that's a perfect example of what i'm talking about right now and i was like i don't even know what the the previous edition of her conversation was wait so a black girl was complaining about gentrification in phoenix yes and, and then i rode she, past and her and a white guy rode past on a bicycle uh, that i had rented not that i owned right and then the, yeah it really doesn't matter i don't even maybe this is part of a conversation that's semi but then she but, and then she said that's what she's talking about like, yeah she so was, was like, phoenix supposed to be phoenix is not white i'm really not sure what her point was to be honest well okay what neighborhood was you driving right into it was like downtown it was like downtown downtown used to be black though because i've only been here in three like three years so like i think that that particular part of downtown used to be um and i don't want to really i don't want to be the guy that says this but i'm gonna have to say it because now i'm on the spot 
I think that that was a lower income neighborhood in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think that largely lower income neighborhoods in Phoenix were occupied by either black or Mexican in general. Just in that was in in general part of Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. But that brings up another point, right? Yeah. Another question I have. Do you think gentrification is bad or racist? I don't think so for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Okay. And I'll give you a few. Remember the movie Boys in the Hood? Like old school? Boys in the Hood? Ice Cube and stuff. Okay. Classic. So remember like when um, Furious Styles, like it was... uh, uh, it was Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence that Fishburne, that right? He about, was, yeah, about, he's like a real estate agent, and he took the boys out in the middle of like. Of, I know, I know right. the scene you're talking about. Where okay, for people who don't know, I'll explain. If it. people don't know, Lawrence explain it. Fishburne Go ahead. takes the kids from the neighborhood to a billboard, and it, I think the billboard is a real estate billboard. Mm-hmm. He breaks down gentrification. I think that was the first time I ever heard the word gentrification, and he talks about how like people from other races will come into the neighborhood and mm-hmm. buy up the property, right? But only in he'll they'll only open businesses that will be damaging to the economy right. or the neighborhood in the sense that chinese people will come in and open chinese restaurants and chinese food is unhealthy so it's like intentionally damaging damn you're taking so, this but, to the next level no okay. that, i think that's yeah. I, i'm recalling this scene in my head yeah. from memory right or they'll open like liquor stores and gun stores yeah and then, that's like, what i remember from the movie more yeah right or well Maybe I remember that scene bad. Forgive me. Doesn't matter. I, but that was the point he was trying to make. That was the analogy. Yeah. Analogy was that other races will come into black neighborhoods and open stores and sell stuff that's potentially toxic to that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But go ahead, because you were gonna make a point. Uh, no, but you're and but I'll follow up. Though. You're you're on you're on the same point. Um, something that came up in in that movie, and again, we're talking about a movie, not just real life, but that. Seeing that movie has to do a lot with real life. If you go to any community in any city, at least in the United States, and I would imagine this is more global too, but there's always some neighborhood that is somewhat divided or specific to a a type of race or a community. Yeah, well, like if anybody know any, I've never been to California personally, but if Mm -hmm. anybody knows anything about New York City, or the boroughs, at least, you know, in right. Queens, there's very specific pockets from like, for example, where my dad lived was Cambridge Heights. Mm-hmm. Cambridge Heights is a lot of Jamaicans and Haitians and black people. Right. Before it used to be a Jewish run like neighborhood. And then there's like Flushing, which is mostly Asian. Like if you go to Main Street Flushing in Chinatown, okay. in, that's in Queens. Like the signs on Main Street aren't even in English. They're like like Korean and Japanese and Chinese and right. like all the all the Asian continent languages. Yeah, yeah. But that that's a pocket. And if you go to like Jackson Heights, it's like I mean, at least when I lived there, it was mostly like Indian like Punjabi, Indian, like a lot of Middle Easterns. Not like Muslim Middle Eastern, but how should I say it? Like Indian and like Pakistani and yeah. stuff like that. And so like even in New York City where it's like a completely mixed up area like the neighborhoods are pocketed um but go ahead don't let me stop me i mean if you're on a run run this but no i mean like i was just saying like it's it's kind of hard to for people i mean yeah people tend to all cultures tend to stick to them to but that's not 
that's not a racist thing though. that's that's, that's a, a human zone that's a yeah. human nature thing like yeah you tend most people i mean i don't for some weird reason i don't stay where i'm comfortable i actually seek out discomfort so i'll but which that's is, a which personal is great thing. For you. Which is great but for I you. know everyone in my culture who are Trinidadian and like they all want to like live around each other and mm-hmm. they all want to like be around the same yeah. culture and like share because the food's accessible and like ingredients for food in the grocery stores. But I don't think that's racism. I think that's no, cultural. Not at all. But the reason why I like don't try not to get involved in the gentrification thing is because like it's so complicated. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get it some of it wrong but it's like we can't get this right no matter what we well, say between either of us like there's no I'm way glad, we're gonna get this yeah, right I'm glad you said that yeah but when it comes to the business point of view like yeah he has a point but it's not i don't think like people intentionally open up businesses in na- any specific neighborhood and say oh i'm gonna intentionally damage that community it's like here's Ooh. the here hold on people businesses open where products sell sure so it's like if Starbucks sees a certain demographic in a neighborhood, they're going to say, I'm going to do well there. So they're going to open a Starbucks in a neighborhood that they think they're going to do well. They don't open that Starbucks yeah. to force people to drink coffee. So it's a difference. It's sure. like if you're going to open a liquor store, you're going to open it in a neighborhood that's probably highly populated. And like you think people are going to stop off and buy liquor. I don't think they're going to open a liquor store just to intentionally damage that neighborhood. So it's yeah. like, yeah, you could, if for example, let's say, I feel like the liquor store and the gun store is like a bad analogy, right? I mean, you let's, let's go with the Starbucks one. So it's like, yeah, if nobody buys Starbucks coffee in that neighborhood, they're going to close it down. So it's like, you have the decision as a community yeah. to like, not buy coffee because coffee is addictive and i think coffee is a drug frankly but caffeine is a drug caffeine is sure. it and you have the the opportunity to like communicate with your neighbors and say why you don't drink coffee and why they shouldn't either so it's like it's a community-based thing so when it comes to gentrification it's like if the market value of the properties are going down right before yeah. businesses come in and buy up cheap property it's like you have to ask yourself why is the community going down so it's like, all right, community goes down for a bunch of different reasons. Like, all right, crime. How do we stop crime? Maybe we need to deter crime from happening. Um, neighborhood upkeep. Because, like, the way how your property looks on the outside, grass is being cut and shit right. like that. Like, that stuff affects how valuable the community is, like, goes up or down. So it's like, you know, I, don't know, I feel like it's, it's, I don't know. I feel a lot like of variables. community. Well, yeah, it's a lot of variables, but I also feel like it boils down to independent decisions. Like, you choose. Because, like, for example, in Long Island, I know this happened in, in Long Island. They, or certain parts of Queens, too, if they don't want a shopping center built close by because they don't want community traffic and they don't want that traffic to go up. When, h- however it's done, I don't know how the po- politics runs, but if they want to open, let's say, a Kmart or a Walmart in the neighborhood, they go to the community and like do a census at city hall and like talk to the community and stuff. And then they say, and then people will find out people will be like, nah, we don't want this here. Like, you know, build it like two miles away. Now, if they go two miles away and they talk to city hall in that community and less people show up to city hall and less people fight it, 
guess what? Chances are Walmart is going to get open in that neighborhood than it was before. Mm. So it's like it's up to that community to say, nah, we don't want this here either. So you could catch it. You could like nip it in the butt. You know what I mean? And like, I think that has a lot to do with it. It's like people just need to be more, um, how should I say, more involved in their community. Mm-hmm. And this could go for any race. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? If you're, if you're, I don't know if you're you're Mexican and you don't want Chipotle in your neighborhood because Chipotle is corporate and <laughs> sure. rather like yeah. a local family-owned restaurant. Yeah, if a Chipotle proposes and there you know there's construction. And when by the way, when they're doing construction, they put up what business is going to open. I think that's nationwide, right? Like and as far as I know, so it's like you could start talking to your city councilman or talk to your mayor or whoever and be like, nah, I don't. Want but we don't want this here. Yeah, a lot you know, of people start, don't want to do that anymore, though. Like a lot of people don't want to take that. But okay, here's the, here's the difference. What what why would some people do it and some people don't? Like there are certain neighborhoods who are very, very strongly. If they don't want something, they'll voice their opinion. So like, what's the difference between somebody who voices their opinion or a community that voices their opinion and a community yeah. that doesn't voice their opinion? Yeah, so I like, think that I think that's part of the part of the the social issue is um a lot of a lot of cultures whether we're talking about you know black white indian mexican whatever they they've basically chosen a part of town where they they've congregated and they live there you know and some people own some people rent and then they establish businesses that fit the culture that they're used to right so it becomes also not just a sociological issue, but it also like an econo- uh, economy issue, right. right? So again, if if people are are op- opening businesses and they're using the their neighborhood that they choose to live in, and they're using that as a format to to develop like an economic growth, that's one thing. Again, right. like, that's why again why you would not if you're in a Mexican neighborhood and you would oppose having a Chipotle there. Right, that's basically saying like what do they call it? Um, cultural appropriation. Yeah. You think Chipotle is cultural appropriation? In some way, I mean, Chipotle is owned by McDonald's. So, Are they really? Yeah. No like, fucking way. Yeah. Chipotle is owned by McDonald's. Yeah. So just. McDonald's. I mean, they're in the same parent company, or whatever. So well, yes. who's their parent company? Uh, McDonald's, I think. <laughs> is it is McDonald's? A parent <laughs> yeah, company? I can look it up. We can look it up. Yeah, look it up. Okay. Google, Google. But sure. anyway, uh, as as far as I know, there's like a good reason why a a, a nice uh, a community that's primarily occupied by Mexican or Hispanic. Hispanic actually means Spanish speaking, not Mexican. So that's another yeah, one. Yeah, no. Nah, like a lot of people, a lot of times people will say, oh, you know, I'm Hispanic. It's like, okay, you're cool. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? That means you speak throw, the language. I'll throw out some you know? fun facts for you in Trinidad. Yeah, I'm going to look up, I'm going to look up Chipotle ownership. In, Let me know some uh, Trinidad I'm going to get you some okay. Trinidad racism fact. Not racism fact, but just like cultural differences, which is why I feel like racism is such bullshit anyway. Yeah. It is because in Trinidad, when I grew up, the politically correct term for somebody who was African was Negro, okay. right? Like that was the politically correct term when I was growing up. Yeah. And if you call somebody black back then, you get your ass whooped for that. Like yeah. that's politically incorrect. But when I moved to this country, it's reverse. Or at least it was reverse when I moved here. It's like the politically correct term was black. And then it was the other way. If you call somebody a Negro, it was like... That was the offensive word. So it's like, yeah, it's so fucking stupid because like, you know what I mean? Like, that's weird. 
But I don't know what else to say about that. It's just like, it's so fucking dumb. Yeah, it's but, crazy. And then the other, what was the other thing? Oh, we consider Spanish people as white in Trinidad. Like, we don't differentiate. Like, okay. In America, they differentiate. Like, if you're Hispanic, oh, you're not white. Whereas in Trinidad, if you're lighter than me, bruh, you're white. My nickname <laughs> growing up was white boy in my family. I had an used to call me white boy because I was the lightest one in the family. And when I came here, one of my girlfriends used to call me do- tall, dark, and handsome, which is... And I used to be like, yo, that's offensive. Like, why are you calling me dark yeah. when my nickname was white boy growing up? Not yeah. that... I mean, I, I didn't care for this, like, either name. It was just like, you know. Yeah. What else is culturally different? Uh, we never... I don't think we said Hispanic. We would say Spanish. Just, like, to use that generic term. Um, What else? Hmm. Can't think of anything right now, but I, I'm sure I'll think of something. What you got? Um, so Ch- uh, McDonald's actually owned Chipotle up until May 22nd of 2015. Yeah, who bought it? Up? And then it was sold. Oh my to gosh! Who? It says the Navajo. <laughs> oh God, dude! Is a question. <laughs> Steve Ellis. Um, it, who the hell okay, is Steve so Ellis? now it goes back. Chipotle was founded by Steve Ellis in 1993. And had like 16 restaurants. Then McDonald's Corporation became a major investor in 98. And this is like Wikipedia stuff, so it's probably not that accurate. Wikipedia um, is always right. So always. Right. Hey, shout out to Wikipedia. I'm glad you guys got your uh, funding together. Right, donated to Wikipedia. Hey, that a boy. Nice, first, dude. First year I donated. They guilted me. They were like, do you yeah. use Wikipedia? And you don't. They basically said... If you use Wikipedia, you better give us a few bucks. And if you don't give us yeah. money, you're a pirate. And it's just—it's like <laughs> fuck. Well, I don't want to be a pirate. Like I give you a couple of dollars. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations about like everything on the internet is real too. So it's yeah. kind of rough to look into it and just uh, see that. Okay, um, but it looks like in May of 2018, there was a relocation into Newport Beach, California, which is really close to where I'm from, um, and ended their relationship so with denver i don't know man it's, still... it's a it, there's usually a column on the right side that gives you all yeah colors. um yeah, i don't know whatever that's why you're better at research did well, you I mean, grow up around racism like i grew up around racism um i would say no for the most really? part yeah um and i'll and i will say why like when i was born i was born in long beach California, which is like where you know Snoop Dogg's from or whatever. Um, and when I went to elementary school, uh, white kids were like the minority in the school that I went to, like yeah. elementary school. I think it was something like, I don't know. Again, hard to give exact numbers, but I think it was maybe like at, at best 20, 25 percent white kids, and then the rest was um, black, Mexican, and then a lot of like Asian, like Cambodian kids. Um, so where is this orange county long in long beach yeah Yeah, in long beach um by the time i moved to like orange county which was again largely um white or caucasian if that's like the correct term to use what is the what is what would i don't give a a shit dude like yeah what do you and your people want to be called (laughs) don't give me that at all um, you're speaking for billions of people right now no i'm not um i think white is okay i think caucasian if you're gonna be specific well i I really don't care but like yeah i mean i'm aware i'm aware that i'm white i I don't have any i can't i can't dispute it and be like oh shit i'm 
you know, like I'm I'm eight I'm I'm one thirty second Cherokee Indian or you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna I had a girl for you sitting down. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Like what do you want me to do? One eight triple hours. Yeah, I'm not you're not German. Your hair is wavy. Like you got green fucking eyes that change color. It's like, no, you're not like if I'm checking the box on like some form, you know? Like I can't be like, all right. And I don't care. I'll give you a racist fact speaking of that. Checking a box. So in New York, there's, you know, I got a ticket one time, right? Speaking once? Of, Just once? Well, I, I written ticket. I've gotten two written tickets driving to New York. At but least. one of the tickets I realized something really weird. And I don't, I don't know if it's racist, but I suspect it is. So, you know, when there's like, you're filling out like any government forms, there's like, ethnicity portion is mm-hmm. like asian black mm-hmm. pacific islander whatever so i'm not i don't fit any of those boxes right i'm not a pacific islander pacific islander is for like people who from hawaii and stuff like yeah. from, I'm sort of fiji islands and shit like that yeah so i'm actually my ethnicity is actually indian trinidadian or indo trinidadian right that's like my national yeah. ethnicity yeah. the closest you could get to that is west indian like West Indian makes up like all the West Indian islands. I can't. I took social studies, but I can't explain it right now because I was a bad student. But it's more or less like anybody from Jamaica come down to China Islands all the way down to yeah. that. It's like the West Indies, right? Yeah. So like that would be considered our like collective sure. ethnicity, co- collective like demographic. And there's no box for that on U.S. forms, right? Mm-hmm. So what the cop did was he checked instead of checking off other. And like asking me, he checked off black. And I'm like, if you think about that, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. One, we should have a box because the Caribbean population in New York is heavy, like real heavy. Yeah. If you've ever been to New York, like we're out there. And the second thing that messed me up was that they take all that, all those tickets and then compile them to figures and statistics and then mm. eventually report mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, my ticket went down to black. So a black person or the black demographic got blamed for the ticket that I got. So I'm like, that's really fucking unfair. Yeah. Because that's fudging the numbers. Right. Yeah. So like they checked off, they could have checked off other and then like left it as like a smaller percentage, right? At the end of the year figures. But somehow, and I I wonder how often they do that. Where it's like, I can't pinpoint this person's ethnicity and I'm not going to ask them. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this on a black person. Now, yeah. I'm pretty sure like the system in New York is is racist. I think everyone knows that. But it it's like one very small instance of racism that that exists in the whole like legal system that you probably never hear sure. anyone talk about. But I thought that was interesting. Definitely. You know. But go ahead. So I wasn't. That's all I had to talk about as know. far as that is concerned. I just remember coming to Arizona. Um, like my my parents had separated. My mom moved to Arizona in like the late eighties, uh, early nineties, and I came out. And I went to like uh, junior high and high school right in Arizona. And I remember when we um, came out here for the first time, and we're looking at like houses, places to live, and stuff. And we'd been out looking at homes and stuff, and. We stopped to get lunch. I'm pretty sure we were at McDonald's. It was before Chipotle Bay. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure we are at McDonald's. And we walked in there. 
And I, I remember this specifically. My mom looked around. And again, my mom has like lived in that Long Beach area most of her life. Right. She went to uh, Polytechnic High School, which is like, that's again, that's where Snoop Dogg went. Cameron Diaz went there, too. I heard Cameron <laughs> Diaz uh, bought weed off of Snoop Dogg. When that, I had heard that story, too. Yeah. We can't verify it. We can't be sure about that. But anyway, um, again, my mom my mom lived in, in that era where there was there was like a lot of race riots. And that was like a thing. Yeah. Then. And she didn't really hold a grudge ever, but uh, and when I say hold a grudge, I don't I don't remember my mom being specifically like racist or anything. But I do remember being at this McDonald's in like 1989 or 1990 when we came out to look at houses out here, mm. and she looked around and she was like, "Holy shit, everyone's white!" Like she, I remember her saying that. Like your just, mom acknowledged just, that. Just it was just like white. a weird moment where it was like everyone in this community is white, and I oh. and I think that was. I didn't think of it as at the time because I was like, what did you mean, like bad or good? Uh, I don't, I I don't want to specify that. I don't think that there, I don't think it was intended to be bad or good. I think it was just that acknowledgement. Like like, this is like the first time I've ever been somewhere where I looked around and I was like, wow, everyone in this room, like not being in a mixed pool. Yeah. Um, I think that was the more shocking part. I don't think she was like, fuck we gotta move here like (laughs) like, everyone else is gone it's just the white people i don't think that was at all where she was coming from and and at the same uh you know to that token when we didn't move out here and i was i ended up going to school and i was all my classmates were like instead of 20 percent, it was like 95 percent, and then it was weird for me i actually felt i actually felt like an outsider for a while because even though everyone i was around was white I thought it was well, odd. That's probably the new kid syndrome, right? Well, yeah. For one, I was the new kid at school, but on top of that, I was more used to just having like I, I didn't. I don't think at that age of life, I looked at other people and thought of that. Um, I don't think I thought of racism or skin color. That that's, I just thought of people more, more so. Yeah, and I'm not trying to get a free pass and be like, hey, you know, you're my buddy, and you're, you know, brown it, skin. That, that I'm not like trying to get I, a pass. Just. That's that sounds like it. when I moved from Trinidad to America. Like, so in Trinidad is it's like forty per forty five percent. I guess I should give people a history lesson because now's the time. All right, so now's the time. The way how the way how slavery worked was that British people would go to West Africa, pick up slaves, and then bring them to the Western world. What they did was they stopped off at Trinidad first, I think, because Trinidad is the southernmost island, and then they would drop off. The, the islands were small, so they drop off less, and they would work their way up the West Indies. So they would stop off at Trinidad and drop black slaves off to work on the sugarcane plantations, right? Mm-hmm. And then they would come up. They would go up to, like, Barbados and then all the other islands, Jamaica. And then I think they ended up in, like, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And dropped off the majority of, like, African slaves there. And then they would take the ships and go back to England with, like, the money they made from selling slaves and then like prepare to make another trip, like buy more ships or like re, you know, rations and all that shit. And so when slavery ended in Trinidad, black slaves said they weren't going to work anymore. So they like emancipated themselves. They're like, nah, fuck this. We're not doing shit. And then the demand for labor was still there. So what the British did was they went to India and China and like the, that, Asian continent and they said 
I, sh- I should have paid attention in high school. But if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> what they said was, we'll, go, we'll give you guys the options to come not as slaves, but as indentured laborers. And you could either take a lump sum of money, work, come to the islands, work for like three or six month period, and then get a ride back. Or and if you if you can't if you went back home to India or China, you get a lump sum of money, right? But you come by yourself and you go back with a lump sum of money and take care of your family. Or you could bring your family with you to work on the island. We'll give you a piece of land and like a smaller payment mm-hmm. as like you know, another way of paying. So most people ended up with like bringing their family and well what happened was they tricked them. So the people who who said that they wanted to work for a short time, come back with a lump sum, those people actually got stuck on the island without their family because they didn't want to give people back people rides back home, right? Yeah. It was just inconvenient. So a lot of people got separated from their family and their culture that way. But people brought some people brought their families and then we ended up with land. So in Trinidad, you'll find that a lot of like Indian indentured laborers, mm. even and it, it trickled down to now because like we ended up with portions of land that we could farm and cultivate and like you know raise poultry and stuff like that and mm. african slaves got jipped because they didn't get no land they were just like go wherever so yeah. like now there's a cultural divide between like indian and africans because like indians secondly are more commonly known as business owners mm. but it's not because like like at the time we got like hundreds of years ago african slaves got like the short end of the stick Sure. I mean, clearly, right? Yeah. But um, where was I going with this? That was one. That's an example of like how Indians and Africans ended up in Trinidad. So mm-hmm. the country is divided. Like the country is like forty five percent African, forty five percent Indian, and then like Syrians and Indians and whatnot. I mean Chinese and whatnot. And so when I moved from Trinidad to America, like in Trinidad, I I would hear older like elder people in my family who were indian like who lived in the countryside like family members of family members mm-hmm. they would always like say oh those n-word persons you know like mm-hmm. that's what they like or that's a, a trait of this just referencing and joking but those people like our country is so small like they would still have friends and be associated with and be involved with like your life our lives are so tied together because yeah. we're so we're such in a small place. It's like you have we have no choice but to actually get along. Well, and I think it's separated now. Yeah. But th- what really like opens to racism is like when I moved to this country, I realized like, yo, y'all really don't get along here. Like that's when racism. Yeah. Like I was like, holy shit! So like, people pick sides here. Like you have to pick a side. Cause like my best friends. Do you have to? In I mean, you don't have to, but it's like it's common. You're front right. Like it's almost like if you don't say you're with or for and you're divisive it's like you're frowned upon like you know what i mean yeah and it's like your own people will i don't know somehow like bully you or, or, or like what was wrong with you why are you associating you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's just like it was scary to me because I didn't realize like how bad it was when I moved. And I went to Queensburg Community College. That was that was the thing that it was a one day in class. I was in a color theory class and it was a white kid who called me the N-word. And that shit so in class? Yeah. And it threw me off because he wasn't saying it to be like vindictive or condescending. Okay. He was like 
Because in New York, like I would use the word too. Everyone used that word, like, like talking yeah. to each other. And it was like white people use it on black. So it was weird because when a white guy called me that, I looked at the black guy like, yo, you you going to jump in or do something mm-hmm. right now? And and he he like continued working on his project, but he was still in the conversation. <laughs> yeah. So the shit threw me off because I, I didn't really understand yeah. how to process it. And it's like that went on for years. Like I would like even when I was in New York, like last month, I was talking to my friends and I still use the word. I was like, holy shit, I haven't used this word in a long time. Yeah. And I use it with my black friends and I was like, they didn't care. And I'm like, what's the difference between there in New York and then in, in Arizona? Like, I don't use the word ever because yeah. like there's no the the slang is different or the conversations or it's different. No, there's no placement for it either. Yeah. Right. But it's like not I never meant I never use it in like condescending way. It was always yeah. like you know, it's like just another way of saying buddy. I guess that's and that's how New York it's is. It's a casual in the right context with the right group of people. It's actually like a casual word. Right. And it's it's part of the, the in certain communities. Though, certain not communities. All communities. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the dumbing down of society, too, that we can say certain things or, you know, certain people can say certain yeah. things at a particular time or in the right company. Um, how do you it, feel about the word as a white male uh, in America? I feel like you've almost been baiting me to say something. That <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I just... no, no, no. This is this is definitely like very free forum conversation wise. Uh, I, I can completely understand why that is viewed as an offensive word or offensive term. But I will also preface that in today's very neutral stance of like comic value, there's even been comedians like Chris Rock had a special years ago and he said something about oh, yeah, how when he differentiated between yeah yeah the difference the, the, two, the difference between those two words like the different types of people right right so um again i don't want to use those words specifically because i don't think that's fair no nah, i think most do. people know that's good anyway yeah, yeah. So it's like, if you're if you're not aware <laughs> right chris rock google chris rock yeah google N-word. chris rock and the was and it the bigger on blacker or was yeah, it, it, yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it, I think it was. But uh, what was the other one he had? He had two. He had bigger and blacker, and then. Um, ooh, what was it? Fuck, that's gonna bug me now. Well, either way, there was a point where Chris Rock made a point to say how he thought that some people don't like that word, and then he he clarified that it it wasn't just a word; it was a type of person, right? And that the a variable of that word is like slang and it's comfortable and it's funny. And then the ER, the ER version. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You got to help me through this a little bit, dude. Um, the ER version stood for another type of person. I don't think that, and according to him, and I think also if you look into like social economics, that word doesn't really mean just like a black person. It just means someone that's like kind of shady or undesirable. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not the sure. The ER version? Yeah. Or the A version? No, the A version is like almost like you said. It's like, like saying friend. buddy. It's like, yeah, it's like, what's up, dude? Friend. Like, what's up? It's like saying dog. Like, what up, dog? Like, you know, right, right, it's right. it's pretty neutral, Um, again, in, in most formats, especially I, I if you're always, already I'm black always like weirded whatever. out by like how white people and black people interact in this country because like I make friends with anyone. Yeah. I personally can make friends with anyone and i can too 
and I just find, but I've seen, situ- <laughs> yeah, I've seen situations where it's like, I have my very close black friends and like white friends. And then like, I've seen this happen many times in my life where it's like, you start bringing them together, like through me being the common interest. Yeah. And then like, people start behaving differently. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And then yeah, it's yeah. like. Just be yourself. But. Yeah. And I, I wonder, like, I, I think I'm guilty of that, too, where it's just like you, you get placed in. Somebody had well, a everyone joke does. Chris, um, Dave Chappelle had a joke about this where he talked about, like, um, sometimes you go in a boardroom and then you start talking. To, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you're around somebody that you don't like, but they make you fake. And they're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, you Hi, speak, how are you? Yeah, you speak in a different tone. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. all of a sudden you're like, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, totally. Is that so? I think that's relevant. I think that's relevant. Yeah. I think that's almost like it, it doesn't exactly fall into like the purely racism category. But yeah, man, I think most people want to assimilate. They want to be a part of a group, especially if it's a part of the group that they're in. Yeah. I, I, most people don't want to intentionally offend anybody. Right. Like, right. Um, some people do. I mean, if you're like a clan man or whatever, like you don't care if you offend a black guy. You, that's best beyond you. But that's I also like ignorance, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a black white supremacist, thing, all right. right. But you're also blind, so you know. Jordan know. Peterson. I always bring out Jordan Peterson. Yeah, like, he talks about the psychology of language. Yeah. And it's actually if anyone people might take that as like cultural what do they call it? Appropriation, where like one person might start talking like the other demographic. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Peterson says that's an actually and he talks about it more with like different languages as he yeah. as as opposed to him talking about race in particular, but I think it's it is relevant. He says that when it's a tribal thing where like one person from one tribe met somebody else from another tribe, he's like for the sake of peace you try to communicate with somebody in their own language because it's somehow yeah psychologically um it's somehow it's being vulnerable to them and letting them know that hey you're on the same page mm-hmm. and i think that has a lot to do with it so like you some people might argue that it's cultural appropriation like you know mm-hmm. or being racist to like start talking a certain way when somebody's around but i think it's just like human nature in us to actually try to build a bridge and say hey i'm going to try to communicate with you in your language because this yeah. psychologically has been researched okay where it's like this is actually a peaceful thing like what i'm doing right now trying to communicate with you in your language is not like you know like you ever my dad has done this before where i see him started talking to a Spanish person and then he starts using C and like gracias. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like why? You don't see Chinese yeah. that. But I get it. Like yeah. after I found out about Jordan Peterson talking about this, he was just like, yeah, it's like to communicate with somebody yeah. in their own language is, is trying to assimilate with them. Yeah. So there was like a female comedian, um, Rachel Feinstein, and she had a bit about that too, how she hated going places. Like she hated going to like a Mexican restaurant with her, with her parents. Because her mom was that person that would be like, "Hola, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'll have the tacos al cool. carbone," like, and, I, and like, and then tell some useless story about how you know, ah, oh, we went to Peru last year, and what yeah. a lovely group of people, you know, just 
don't know. Yeah. But it's not, I think people like. But we all do, but we all do it in some form or another. And I think when I. But say it comes from a good all, place. I think that's a, the, the key part. Is like sure. The, well, the, like okay, so let's let's take somewhat of the race out of the equation and talk about that for just a sec. Like, if you if you talk to someone or you are in some kind of social interaction and, and the person is deaf. Meaning they can't. Hear you start you. automatically like you signing, start, dude. No, maybe not signing, but you're you're. If you don't sign, if you're not a, a, a you don't have the ability to sign. Yeah. It's like the same thing as not being able to speak someone else's language, right? So you might think, okay, this person probably reads lips, right? Right. So, so I'm gonna, I'm going to, more. I'm going to use fewer words. And I'm going to use my mouth to like do right. that, right? So like we got a video camera here, so we can do that. What else? Like, hey, so <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm gonna try to tell you a story real quick, right? right. Like, I mean, like that's not being helpful to that person. So I right. think a lot of people with any level of sensitivity, they're but gonna these try level, to these it. simple-minded millennials will Ooh. say, "Oh, you're 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 being offensive. Why do you Ooh. have to behave like that?" Like, is it though? I mean, is it courtesy or is I, it offensiveness? I'm not sure. I think it's it's a fine line. I think because at one point you could overdo it. Sure. And then it becomes like almost a caricature of itself. And then that's when you're drawing, like you're crossing the line. Yeah. I think if, because then if you assert yourself as a higher being or whatever in the situation, mm-hmm then it's almost like you're looking down on the person. So mm-hmm. I think there's a balance. I think you have to, you start off here and you get to the middle ground and you try to find that ground that yeah. where you're still being respectful, but you're also trying to communicate. Right. But then there's the point of like overdoing it where it's like you're treating the person as they're stupid, whether it's, whether it's a deaf person or like yeah. whatever. Like I don't speak fluent Spanish, but I speak a, a decent amount. I, I, I speak more than I understand, especially on like if I'm talking to someone that's Spanish speaking or Hispanic, I guess I would say, right, and and they're talking to me because they think I understand what they're saying. I I know enough to say like you know like kind of like less words, and I'm like I I'll pick up where we're going with this, but let's keep this let's keep this at a very low level conversation. I can't have an ongoing conversation. I if you have if they have a question, I can try to help them with that or whatever. Yeah, but um. So if I speak back to them, I want to make sure they know I'm trying to be culturally appropriate to what they what they're speaking. And especially if they don't speak English. Right. Like if they don't speak English and that's not an option. But there are people I've talked to that speak both languages. And then I sometimes want to be like, like, you know, I want to to be like, what up? You know, but then it's that it's like, am I being funny? I got a question for you. I know it sounds like all my questions. So I'm an immigrant. And the reason why I'm asking you this question is because you were born in this country. I'm not trying to bait you. Talk to me, dude. But the question is... I have something awful to say, so I'm going to say, you help, hit me up. No, I mean, please don't say anything too awful. But the question is, how do you feel, and I'm not baiting you, right? How do you feel about that, where people come move to America and they don't speak English and now we're catering to... Because I have an opinion about it. Should okay. I tell you my opinion first before you answer the question? Whatever you prefer. I do have a thought on this and I'll follow on it. So my opinion is I don't naturally speak the way I'm speaking right now. Like Trinidadian like dialect mm-hmm. is so broken. If I spoke to you, I mean, we speak English, but if I spoke to you in my Trinidadian dialect, like it's like a switch in my brain. I couldn't talk to you that way if I wanted to. 
right? Okay. But the minute I'm talking to my friends, you're boom, in that zone. Yeah. Back on. Got it. And it's like, but I also, when I moved here to America, I started talking like this, like right off the bat. Yeah. And it was just you like. You had enough education to do it. Well, I had, I mean, we speak English. So it's just right. like, okay, I just got to throw on an American accent and then yeah. enunciate my I words differently. So it's like, and I feel like, okay, I moved here. I want to communicate to people in their own language, so mm-hmm. to speak, right? If that makes sense. Makes sense. And so, yeah. like, I'm trying to be respectful of the person because I'm the minority. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a numbers game where it's just like, it'll be easier on everyone. Yeah. Me and the other person if I learn to communicate the way that person communicates because there's more of that person. I'm trying to get through this life in this environment Mm -hmm. so right so this is why i speak the way i speak now in america so it's like my question to you is how do you feel about people coming to this country and i notice it happens more with hispanics because like even instruction manuals now come at least in english and spanish so it's like Mm -hmm. how do you feel about hispanics coming here and then like okay uh, it's America, bitch. I'll give. I'll definitely give more than one example. Okay. Uh, firstly, I think that because my as, before you go on, just to be clear, my opinion is you come to this country, at least try throw in the effort yeah. to try to speak clear English. But yeah, um, yes. <laughs> uh, favor, say yeah, I. <laughs> it, it, yeah okay so uh, i do i do get that uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go to step one step one was we're talking about divided neighborhoods right like <laughs> culturally divided neighborhoods now if i go into a neighborhood that is um predominantly asian or, or, <laughs> or mexican or whatever like, like yeah. let's say they Let's say you go into like a strip mall, right, in an Asian neighborhood, and all of the signs that are up there for like the restaurants and shops are in th- that language, you know, kanji or Japanese or Chinese, whatever. Kanji a language? Kanji, I believe, is Japanese, but again, what? Don't want to be quoted on that completely. I'll look it up. I don't think I thought kanji was noodles. I, I I'm pretty sure kanji is like the writing style of Japanese culture, but again, if I'm wrong, I own go it, ahead. and yeah. I don't want to offend I'll anyone. So if I go into like a again an Asian neighborhood, Japanese neighborhood, and the signs in that community are written in that language, I have to give some respect to that because that's that it's their ability to uh, kanji. Kanji You're mixing it up. You Isn't say kanji. Say, oh, oh. So kanji I, is so, C-O-N-G-E. So, so hold on oh, a second. C O N G E E is Chinese. Thank you. Right. All right. Kanji. I didn't even catch. That's what you were trying to say. So kanji is K A N J I, which is Japanese. So it's two different. Wow, but 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 do you see how similar those things are? No, I guess. We were just talking about how enunciation or pronunciation is important to how how you uh, how you get along in your in your yeah. verbal context, right? So so I guess I was sort of right, and I was also all sort of wrong, which is fine with me. Yeah, but you my, just pronounce the word wrong. That's all. That's fine, but I don't. <laughs> Go ahead, keep I going. Speak yeah. English, dude. Um, yeah, if I go into a neighborhood and the, the signage up in that neighborhood is uh, of whatever culture it reflects, like, I guess it's okay. It doesn't really bother me so much. 
But there are times when I also like I'm driving around and I'll see a billboard for something like maybe it's an American based company, but they're trying to appeal to a different market and they, mm. they've actually written their signage, you know, like a billboard and it's in a different language besides English. Right. I think that's great for that company because they're trying to appeal to that market, which comes back to economics. So what you're saying is racism is okay as long as you're trying to make it. As long as it's economically based. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> that's I'm a good. No, joke. that's a good just take. I, that's joke. a good take. I actually, I like. I love that. I yeah. love that. That's, like, that's a good take. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I which, by the way, is how some companies have brainwashed certain cultures it's like yeah they've sort of pulled certain people in to like no this is okay like we're trying to be inclusive and yeah like, we want you to feel like you're part of the club right exactly yeah. meanwhile we're selling you the product yeah but if they did that without the intention of trying to make money yeah. like the same group of people that were involved and i, I it, so, somehow it goes over people and i'm like why why don't you guys catch this because i'm catching it yeah but go ahead uh yeah so I, they're it, does it does it offend me as an American, as like a, a birthright American? No, but I also understand that birthright American is almost like a BS thing. Like, I never huh? heard that term before. Birthright American. A birthright American. Yeah, I never heard that. Native Americans are birthright Americans, and in, in reality, everyone else got shipped here. Just like there's immigrants are immigrants in every sense. Like. So sometimes people talk about racism and they only think about like uh, like Africa as the slave trade, right? Well, there was also Irish people that were immigrated to America to to produce the land. Right. right? So you can't always. It's and, strange. The unfortunate thing is like, and a lot of people don't talk about this, but like when British people needed labor, because it was the Brits who started the whole. The Brits Unless came you, over here and largely populated the Amer- America through slave trade. Unless you want to talk about like Moses and Egypt and shit, but I don't think yeah, we're we're, we're not going to go that. Yeah, we're going to stay in like at least but, the last right. like five hundred years, okay? right? Yeah. But um, I was going to say like when other countries, other ethnicities came here, it was through indentured labor, labor ship. Right. I think that's the correct term. Which is like there's some kind of trade off, even though it's basically like slave conditions. But it, like you were saying it, before, they were promised land or some kind of right. Level but of even prosperity. Irish people and stuff too. Like they they came and they were like offered certain things, like mm-hmm. shelter and like I mean the, the shelter was pretty shitty. But like only the Africans kind of got just gypped and fucked on the whole thing. Where it's just like, nah, we're taking you. But there's a clause to that. And a lot of people don't ever talk about this in America where in the sense that when they got African slaves, they didn't go capture them themselves. What they did was they went to chief leaders, right? And they said, hey, we need 100 men. Your tribe, different tribe, doesn't matter, right? And most of the times, if I'm not mistaken, it was chiefs of African tribes that would capture their own people or people from a different tribe in like nets, tie them together, and then trade people to the white man, quote unquote, for goods. So they would trade them for like gold. They would trade the people for like fabric. So it's Mm -hmm. like at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, 
somebody got paid for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's only really ever happened with African laborers. Yeah. But what are you looking up right now? I, th- I, th- I thought that was really interesting to say because I learned that in Caribbean history and in American slave trade history here because I went to high school in Trinidad and I went to a year in high school here. It's like they don't ever talk about that here. Yeah. They never talk about how it was African chiefs who sold out their own people too. Yeah. And like nobody ever talks about it. It's just like it would have been harder if like white people went to Africa and just try to capture them, but that's not what happened. Oh, sure, anyway, sure. Go ahead. No, I, I can't, I can't argue with that at all. Right. Um, I, I think that. Well, yeah, it's history. You can't really argue. <laughs> but you were gonna, you were looking up something. No, what were you looking up. We were because well, we had previously talked about what are like the basic human survival, like the, the human survival scale. Oh yeah, yeah. You're and, talking about um, Irish it was like. No, not Irish people. It was like the our previous episode that we recorded. We were talking about like what what do humans need to survive, right? So oh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah, that's one. That's one thing. You know, the physiological needs are like water, food, shelter, I and mean, we had we had a little bit of conversation about like what is the the pyramid. Yeah, I think that, it's water, right? food, and then shelter. Yeah, it's air. Because with no, with no, that seems like, yeah, that seems like, like, why do you even mention that one? Right, right, right. Yeah, but like water, like water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing. Um, Anyway, but as far as like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I don't think we're ready to Does it list it in like a specific order of importance? It it does. Like the top of the pyramid is self-actualization and then it goes into esteem, love and belonging safety what? and then physiological but physio- we're talking about a pyramid so like the so i said that in kind of reverse order like mm. so like the, we, we have to start with the basic rights of what it takes and you know they air, changed that air. recently though they changed that they added shit to the top mm, of that maybe no because i remember growing the, the up the world's, like, the world's more sensitive than it used to be so we have to put that into the mix yeah let's put feelings on top yeah that, yeah. Is that what they did? They I got well, it. self-actualization is like that's, that's not a need though. It's not a need. That's just like a thing that happens with evolving. Like you, I you, agree. You, I, I think it's more of a sense of evolution. It's more people realizing oh that yeah. you fucking millennials are out of control. Hey, <laughs> hey, whatever happened, <laughs> blame it on a millennial. Okay, so <laughs> while you're while you're looking that up or whatever, I want to go back into uh, part of the question you'd asked me last, which was like, what do I think is offensive? Um, or not just offensive, but as a as a guy that was born in the states, what do I think of people that move to the states but don't speak the language or make an effort to do so? Um, I hope that that comes about in their own time. Uh, as a pilot, I will say English is the universal language of aviation. What that means what? is, if you're you a mean pilot, like if you're flying to China, yeah. The Chinese they're, air traffic controller is speaking English. They're not required to, based on the region that they're flying in. However, they are expected to be able to communicate in English. English is no the official language of aviation. The more you know. The more reading <laughs> rainbow. Yeah. All right, uh, but that doesn't. Is that really... a fact? Like you go to international? I'm I'm kind of yeah. my mind's being blown right now. So yeah. is that really true? Like if you're it's true. If you're flying to Italy. Yeah. Like, sure, they should, they could speak Italian, but it's expected that they can communicate in English. In English. 
That's correct. Wait, so how does that work? Like if you're flying somewhere and they're just like, nah, we're not going to. That not, happens to a lot gonna... of people. And again, I have very little. And when I say very little, I mean none. Like I have no international experience, but I know a lot of guys that I've flown with or that, I've, uh, that I'm friends yeah. with that have. Go to France and just uh, yeah. If they're if they're listening to the radio, we are not going to talk in your language. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's a terrible accent, but I'm just saying, like (laughs) escargot, jacuzzi, baguette, (laughs) huh? Right, (laughs) Jean-Paul, Marie Claude. We oui, oui, oui. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a horrible example because in France they certainly will abide by that rule. There's enough international track that they go to like, like De Gaulle, you know. Okay. Anyway, so they but, will. But not. yes, like uh, I had a friend of mine that did a tour um, as a civilian pilot in in Oman. In then, where? Oman. Like, where is that? Uh, Middle East in the Middle East. Okay. What and, country? Oman is the country. Oman is the yeah, country. Yeah, like That's a Jordan. Name of a country. I gotta look this shit. Yeah, like I feel like you're making this up right now. Okay, Jordan's the capital, as far as I know. Oman. I thought is the Jordan country. was the. Oh, I'm terrible. It's I okay. was a terrible student. Yeah, you know what? I did pretty good in geography, so yeah. we can be we can both be idiots together in this process. But um, Who gave me a podcast. I was like the worst. I was a like class clown <laughs> in high school. Bro. What's up, clown? That's yeah. how we ended up doing this together because like I was also the clown, but I tried to learn a lot of stuff along the way. I was hoping you'd be smarter than I would be. Well, I can tell you, Oman is a country, and nah, it's in the it is. So it's fun. anyway. But my holy point- shit! No, hold on. There's a name of a city in Oman. That is the exact name of my ex-wife. Well, that's fancy. I'm just saying. Fuck. Wow. Sorry, I didn't. Well, and shout out to that girl. <laughs> no, don't fuck. Fuck. <laughs> hey, we're going to war. Trump. We need to go to war with. Obama. Oh God. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, fans. Thanks for listening. We're about to be canceled <laughs> any second now. Uh, but what I was saying was English is the international language of aviation. So for me, it does have some precedent. Uh, I'm now I'm going to switch topics to something else that was about people coming to America. Right. right. Here's that was a good tie in though. I here's something that. I don't like about, uh, immigration policy to the United States. People keep coming here. That, is that what you don't like? <laughs> everyone, everyone that for the most part, everyone that came or is here, came here for one way, one reason or another. Some people were brought over. Other people had an opportunity to come in. Here's what I respect, okay? I respect yeah. people that go through the immigration process legally. I respect people that go through that process of applying for citizenship. Yeah. Whether that's filing a visa, coming over, and then going through that level. What I do not respect, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say... Tell my Matt, son. Tell my Matt. <laughs> Let's build the wall, man. Let's build the wall. Oh, I, know. No, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny at this point. Uh, but what I don't, I laugh, I laugh. I, what I don't really respect, and I saw this a lot, especially when I lived in California, because I was in a heavily Asian area, uh-huh. and not to just bash the Asians, this isn't the point of the conversation. But what I would see very often was there would be like Asian women that would come to the United States on a visa, a temporary visa, yeah. six month visa, and they wouldn't disclaim that they were pregnant when they came over. Gotcha. Then they would give birth on U.S. soil. I mean, but that's how it's done, though. If you know, I know, I get it. It's about working the system. Culture. It's about working the system, right? Okay, so call. I'm gonna, you guys. I'm gonna get a lot of asshole you votes mean on you this guys? one. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna catch some flack for this one. I'm gonna just. I'm gonna say it and be honest. Well, they'll go I, looking for it. 
Well, all, right. Guys, if, if, yeah. all right. I'm not looking for it. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to be honest. I hear you. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I'm being honest. I mean, it is cheating opinion. the system. That's yeah. what I don't. I don't like that. I don't like. The, I don't like cheating the system in that sense. <laughs> I think. Okay, so everyone's pursuing a better life for themselves, and I get that. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like an asshole and be like, "Oh, I think I'm better than everyone else because I was born here. It is my birthright." Like I'm not. We have like gangs in New York, right? Like gangs in New York, when the yeah. dude was like, "Hey, this is my place, and I shed blood in the streets." Right. 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 Was, I'm not saying I'm that guy. That but. movie. I don't know how I feel about that movie, bro. Like a lot of that was Martin Scorsese, right? Yeah. His movies always hit or miss with me. Like some, yeah. I, I move some movies. Of his are just like really shitty, and some is like, yo, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, did he do The Departed? Yeah, Departed was amazing. Great, but then like Gangs in New York, I, the weird it's such thing a was, period piece. It's such yeah, a but movie, it's though. it's so weird because like I don't know how I feel about that movie, but there's times when I'm like, yo, I have to watch this movie right now. Like, I need to watch Gangs in New York, mm. but then it's like so fucking long. That I'm halfway through and I'm like, like, why the fuck did I watch this? But I'll watch it just to hear the song at the end. There's a song they play. Like, why don't you just fast forward or skip? I guess I could. But remember when they they like start? (laughs) Look it up on Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the climax of it. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, man. What else is is that your theme song? (laughs) I just. Um, what else is Scorsese did? Let's just segue to movies because I love fucking movies. Oh man, we just we just jumped so many hurdles in like. Now we get un- back. We'll get back. Unrealistic what else fashion. Is Scorsese do? Mm. Let's Google it. I don't fucking. Yeah, I was gonna Why say. You think about I feel it, like I, I feel like I know a lot of his movies, but Casino, right? Like Casino is one of his. I didn't like Casino, but I did like Goodfellas, what? which is fucking Goodfellas weird. Class. It's weird, right? Yeah, because Goodfellas class. was him, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We'll have to look this up to be more specific, but yeah. Scorsese does something weird. He always makes like the greatest fucking movie, and he's, he he always makes like a bad version of it right after <laughs> of the same movie. It's like, bro, don't try to do it twice. Just do it once. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah. Like Taxi Driver. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, I so I disagree. Fucking I hate so disagree with you on that one. Yeah, The Irishman. That's his like most recent movie. I tried watching Venero. that on Netflix. Couldn't, I haven't couldn't get through it. It was okay. so bad. Wolf of Wall Street, solid dude. Great fucking. Movie. You see what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dep- I, I I liked Departed a lot. I thought Text Driver was solid. I have a very few like my list of Scorsese films is like a, a short dude that I don't like. Raging Bull, incredible. I never saw. Wait, wait, wait! Am I mixing up Taxi Driver and Raging Bull? No, he made both those movies. Oh yeah, they were both. Yeah. I didn't like Raging Bull. Was like De Niro in the seventies. He, he was a the boxer. Mohawk no, no, Raging Bull was where he was uh, a boxer. Taxi Driver was when he like he was a taxi driver and he was going. Crazy and then he kind of like lost his shit and he shaved his head. Uh, Still a good movie. You need to watch it again or at least like. Go not, in, I think I own go it. Go in with a different mistaken. different standpoint, maybe. Wolf of Wall Street was fucking amazing. You know, like Leonardo DiCaprio is Scorsese's boy, man. Like he puts that guy in all kinds. He did Shutter Island. That's like one of the. I never seen that one. You never. Nah. You've never watched Shutter Island. I just said that. Oh my god, I couldn't believe you when you said that. Shutter Island. I'll get. Last Temptation of Christ. I have never watched that movie because of personal and religious reasons. Wait, the last. Why are you Christian? 
I, I am Christian. And you can't watch Last Temptation. I'm just I, look. I'm fairly open minded for a Christian, but I'm gonna just. I hey, look at. We're recording stuff. We're saying it. You can hate me for it, or I don't care. I'm a Christian. So you born don't Christian. Watch I'm the still. Last... I've never watched it just because I heard like some stuff. But I'm also at the age where I don't want to be ignorant about other other opinions. So I mean, I could I could check it out, but. I'll, I'll like, go into a bias. Remind though. me to lend you Shutter Island, bro. You'll, All be, right. you'll be fucking blown away. That'll be fun. But um, <laughs> thanks for changing that subject. It's depressing. Yeah. So such a sad movie at the end, bro. This guy's so sad. This guy's movie list is so long. I know. Yeah. Anyway, Scorsese. Anyway, so going backwards, when we, we let's backtrack now. Shit. You got your citizenship though, right? Like you came. Well, here. my dad naturalized. I came here. He filed for me. When I was like 14. So when I came here, I was automatically a citizen because that very same year, the the laws changed that said if a U.S. citizen that was naturalized sponsors a minor child from the outside that they have, like a biological minor child, that child is automatically a U.S. citizen as mm-hmm. long as you go through the right paperwork, which sure. my dad did. We didn't know that. So my dad thought I had to naturalize. So when he sent for me, he put in for a green card. So I came here in a green card. And then years later, I went and filled out paperwork thinking I had to get naturalized again. And I paid like $1,800, went to immigration. And then they, it's funny, there's a guy in the, the office like interviewed me. He was like, all right, everything is fine. And I had to go back for a follow-up interview. When I went to the follow-up interview, he's like, yo, you're already a citizen. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, because mm. the same year that you came here or your dad put in for you, that year they changed the law so that U.S. citizens can put in, and then once you're under the age of 18, you're automatically. Yeah, so it's it. like you got to fill out another set of paperwork that's $1,200, like basically just proof of citizenship. And so I did that, and then so I came as a citizen, even though yeah, I didn't really take a. But from what I do know of like immigrant culture in New York, it's like a lot of people come on visas, like vacation visas, mm-hmm. and then just like. Target. At least mm. back in the day, in the eighties, it was easier because like the internet was around, right? So they just come and just like dissipate mm-hmm. into communities and then dissolve and then get a job. And then back then, legal companies will hire people who didn't have their papers but still pay them on the books. Yeah. So it was still yeah. the corporations were still taking care of their legal end. Yeah. It was just like you came here on a visa, you get your permanent license within the a lot of time before your visa yeah. expired and then you could use that license damn i'm giving away all the secrets of my people <laughs> trump is gonna <laughs> tighten up but they use that license and then start <clears throat> oh shit building themselves in the country yeah but that's kind of how it was done back in the day at least yeah um now i don't even know how they do it now because it's like i don't either because i mean my birth certificate says U.S. U.S. of A. And I would say I never had to think about it too much. Yeah. But, all right, so we talked about how people come here illegal. Oh, the original question, which is how do you feel about people who come and And now, like, we're catering to Hispanic and, like, everything's in Spanish now. And, like, that was the question. How yeah. do you feel about people coming in and not speaking? I think I pretty much wrapped up my piece on that, honestly. Yeah. I, I, English is the international language of aviation. Oh, that's right. I that's don't, where we're going. I don't really, I don't really appreciate that people come in to the country illegally. I understand why they want to be here. Um, 
I just think that everything has should have some kind of uh, forum to it. Yeah. I can't. I cannot hate on anybody. But I, I, got I can't it. hate on anyone that comes. I here have because to rebuttal to against life. you. And the only way, I, the only reason I have to rebuttal is for the mere fact that you're white and I'm not. And no, it's fine. You could say that, but the truth is, and the difference is, when white people original how many hundreds I don't even know the timeline, but it's like people already had owned this land, not owned land, but occupied this land. So it's mm-hmm. like. Even white people came here illegally. I'm not from here. Like, I'm an well, American I mean, citizen, like, but I'm I under, not trying yeah. to get you to defend yourself. I'm just saying, like, how do you establish what's illegal? Just because, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I completely understand. Who was it? British people? Was it British people that came and did it? Yeah. Large, it like- largely, yes. You know, some people credit Christopher Columbus, right? I don't think he was actually the first person to come to the States. What we consider the United States, I think he was but the first were, person that mapped it. It was, yeah, it was settled before though. Like the point is that these were lands that were settled before. Then there was Native American people. They've been robbed in a lot of ways. Now they have like casinos. They 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 came up, be like they came up in some ways. They got like murdered and massacred, and their land stolen from them for hundreds of years. Not saying it's right. I'm just saying, like you know, people talk about reparations. All right, that was one of the worst things I'll say on this podcast, hopefully ever. Um, but you like, you had my attention before, and now, <laughs> and now you're just sparked. You're like <laughs> now, what? <laughs> that was awful. That was a terrible thing for me to say. But no, what'd you say? I didn't miss it. Are you serious, dude? What do you mean? Like Native American people, the, the original settlers of this oh, land yeah. before. I mean, why is that offensive? Dude, that's hardcore to say those people were killed off because why is it true? Settlers, no, it is. History cannot be offensive. That's a great point. Okay, history, thanks, history, man. Again. If it's a hundred percent fact, it cannot be offensive. That's yeah. like this. It, it, that shit pisses me off. Well, it's I like, but I said it in a comical sense where I was like, hey, they got casinos. Whether you stuff. say like, comical was, or like factual or yeah. serious, it doesn't matter. History is history. You can't yeah. like, it, yeah, you can't have feelings about history. If someone killed my family and was like, yo, we killed your whole family, but we're gonna give you like a casino, I wouldn't really be. I mean, thrilled that's not about how it. that played out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, be nah, it's history. Fun. Like yeah. you, it, you can't. Yeah. Why should I? Fe- I shouldn't feel guilty for bringing up history. Like nobody should ever feel guilty for well if we're trying to learn facts. something from it then yeah. absolutely well all right well here this is a different i just kind thought of about education something. than being in like history class in high school eh. especially for millennials that aren't paying attention anyway they don't care no they, they give up like they give 15 minutes time. in and they're writing an email and reporting me already on youtube so like, they didn't even make it this far um, they're like check his green card yeah <laughs> <laughs> check trinidad and then like dude's name kevin but here's the thing though all right think about if you think about this that i just popped in my head what's happening with immigration this shit is not new to human history no it's just not at all because as long as humans have existed even animals like if you go back to even before man was probably self-aware like we were fighting for territory like animals do that shit mm-hmm. so it's like it's not really like a race issue or a territorial issue. It's a survival issue between groups, right? Like, so this shit is really like natural. It's natural for people to set up borders and boundaries mm-hmm. and stuff. Cause like Native Americans 
before white people came here, they had separate tribes that occupied different lands and they fought for territory. Yeah. And the reason, the way how they got here was because they all crossed the Bering Strait when it was frozen because they got pushed out from the Asian continent. So it's you like, have been studying a lot. I think it's up. I what? You've been studying. You've been no, 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 no. I saw. I learned this out. in Trinidad. No, I like, got you. This yeah. is how. Sorry. That's I'm how sorry. the Western. I'm sorry. Do you know no, how you that? Point. That's how the Western world got occupied. Yeah. Because like. I, no, I got you. I got you. But I just feel like you've been really. You've been on when like you've been on. Like, nah, when I did, I do remember yeah. from Miss Thomas' class in history in yeah. secondary school in Trinidad. I remember this because like I found it interesting. Sound out. Yeah. Um, but it's just like that's how because people the variant the the polar caps were bigger. So the land froze over between, I guess, what's the northern? Was that Russia? Is it Russia that mm-hmm. connects? So back then, the Bering Strait is like between Russia and, and Alaska. Alaska. Yeah. So that yeah. was frozen over where yeah. you could walk over, yeah. and then they walked over. We're talking back in the day, though. Yeah. And then they walked recently. over, occupied Canada, occupied America, and started going down Mexico, South America, and then what they did was they came back up South America, and then started going across the island. Like the Caribbean mm-hmm. islands, and then circle back to Miami. So like that's kind of how that should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Is that how that Will Smith star- song started? Benvenido. <laughs> All right, sorry, dude. I didn't think of that. Trying to keep it funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but it. like, so what we're talking about as far as like immigration and people moving to the country is just like it's part of just being alive right where people are just trying to go where the food is or go where being a nomadic the traveler oppor- yeah, like, yeah the opportunities I'll yeah say. the problem is just like the world is just so populated like this is the most the world has ever been populated so it's like mm-hmm. pickings are slim now and it's mm-hmm. getting slimmer so yeah like where are you gonna go now like, like where are we gonna go yeah you know I mean? like we're actually starting to fight for that's that i think that's the nature of it like we're actually starting to fight for land that's Land used to be so abundant, like right. acre per capita, right. like how how much land there was per person. And now, as you're aware, coming from like New York or a, you know a city like that, it's all vertical, right? Even right. even right. even here, like even in Phoenix area, like in Arizona, they're building way more skyscrapers or like tall buildings, right? Yeah. So the 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 growth of housing is no longer being spread out on like a single layer. It's going it's so, up. It's go like, up. yeah. So you look at cities like Hong Kong or like Beijing or, you know. Have you been to Hong Kong before? No, no, I, I haven't. But 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 also you look at you just look at. OK, so like a popular U.S. city. If you go to like Las Vegas, right? Las Vegas yeah. is just this city full of hotel rooms because they want to get everyone there to drop their money. But so there's like these great casinos. There's, there's supposedly a lot of fun, but they're built they're stacked on top yeah yeah yeah. it's not like okay so each to each person and their own right you could go somewhere else that's more sprawling and laid out but yeah one of my favorite places i've ever been is in cancun mexico and it's like great beachfront resort but it's still like a four-story hotel you know i mean like yeah so it's like every room you're like oh cool i got a good room but you're still on top of someone or there someone on top of you and, it's not and, like the same as being out in the wilderness where you're like, wow, I have all this open space and this freedom. Right. Right, right. I, I just thought about something when you were saying that. It's like, that's why New York has gentrification or big cities have mm-hmm. gentrification. Because it's like, you, when people are starting to look for a market and they start saying, yo, like, where are, 
where is cheap land that we could build up in? And then you look at like impoverished neighborhoods, whether what whatever right. kind of yeah whatever ethnic group occupies that neighborhood yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. It's like yo, that we could turn this house that's falling apart mm. into like a five ten story building. What about like a strip mall? And what about like revenue? A, yeah. What about like an old mall or something like that? Right. Right. That's like acres of land that's all ready to go. Just bulldoze yeah, so it over it, and then if you think about it, it's up. not, it's not like really like they're up. trying to destroy a certain community. They're, they're trying, trying to profit to off of build, it. Build, you know. And it just so happens that people who are there, you have this influx of people coming from like other states coming into the city. And they don't know that that spot used to be like a crack house. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. Now there's a big building. Sure, next door there might be like. A house but this building they're willing to pay for that apartment building so it's yeah. like yeah you know what are we really talking about here i don't know i'm just i thought that was interesting it's, it's economics like, yeah it's, a, it's all market driven right mm-hmm. but here's the thing if everyone on that block or neighborhood like took care of the houses and their yards and did what they had to do or they could command a higher value for it Right, then it would be harder yeah. for developers to come in and try to buy it because it, economically it wouldn't be worth it to them. Yeah. They would probably just go somewhere else and yeah. buy it. But whatever. It's a I shame. Mean, it's a shame. It's it's honorable if, if a community can stick together and do it. And then it's a shame you know where if you're they the do one it? person that gets stuck. You yeah. know where they do it? I went to Myrtle Beach last year. I remember when I told you I went yeah, to right, Myrtle right. Beach, South Carolina. Uh-huh. So my uncle, who is African-American, was born in South Carolina, who flew me out there um, because I'd never been to that house in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. Like, we just want to hang out. And he brought me out there for like a week. So where he lives is like a newly built, reasonably newly built community, right? And it's like 10 minutes from the beach. And he drove me like to the beach coast. But the town that's on the coast you could tell it's like old like it's old country mm-hmm. like southern mm-hmm. and like the, some of the houses the pictures were like blew my mind because i never thought like yo this could be a town close to the beach like that and a lot of the houses are old and i was like yo why don't people come in here and rebuild it and he told me something interesting he's like yo this is black people land like mm-hmm. they don't sell out mm-hmm. he's like that whole community where we live He's like, if one person tries to sell their house to a white developer or any kind of developer, the community will not let that happen. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's a really tight-knit African community, African-American community, where yeah. they're like, they don't let anyone sell out from that neighborhood. Yeah. I'll be yet, some of the houses are falling apart, and like you see it visually. Yeah, yeah. But... but- but they don't sell out because they yeah. stick together. So yeah. it's like, if you don't want this shit to happen in a neighborhood, you have a voice. These know? are all people that watch Boys in the Hood and they took notes, <laughs> How man. How go that fucking Well, part? I'm just trying to make That's notes. a little racist to say. <laughs> oh, come on, man. I'm trying to go full circle with it and just go, like, look at it like this. Well, but, no, because it's not a hood. It's not like a... a no, a, the point... I'm not saying I it's get what hood. you're saying, but I think it was a bad reference. As well. No, it was, it, was a great, it was a great reference from where I said. I'm saying this is... All right. Well, I'm just saying, but... I'm I'm proud of the, the people in that the community. Fam- right. That's a point I think we both agree on. No, like the for families, sure. It's just all hereditary. Like it, it just passes down the lineage where yeah. it's like it's understood. Like I'm going to give my kids this and the kids know not to sell out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wow. Talking about gentrification. So we're not going to pick a topic for next week. 
No. We've ditched uh, the picking topics idea. Okay. I think. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because, and I'd justify for anyone who cares, we used to pick a topic at the end of the episode to talk about on the next episode. But then what started <laughs> happening is like... I'm we just la- jump into talking about whatever we want I'm a lazy. To then- no, not really. I think I'm a lazy fuck. So it just became like a chore where it's just like, oh my God, I have to come and talk about this one thing. And like that became like a chore. Mm. So... I feel like we should modify the plan and say. I think that's pretty funny because we sat down tonight and the first thing you did was go, hey, so we're going to talk about reason. Like well, you, we promised. We promised on the last we? Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, that's at fair. least we, you can't just change it without okay. notifying the people. So, all right. That's so fine. here's what we do. I think we need to come up with more topics. I got a list already cooking. All right. All right. And that's what we do. We pick it on the day of as opposed to the episode before. All right. And I think like that's way we're both feeling the vibe of whatever okay. topic. That's so cool. this way I don't have to stress about yeah. it a lot. Well, this was a little experimental because I don't think we've actually tried to look up certain things on this. Yeah, we like also we promised tonight, to research or we today. Didn't research shit. I don't know. I had a few things uh, research wise, but they weren't really relevant to. Well, hit me. Which what you got? Let's close. Uh, nah, dude, nah. Come on. Irrelevant at this point. How is it irrelevant? Because this is good material for the next. I, if I did a little bit of homework. I don't. What's the point of saying? Oh, here's what I found out about something we're not talking about right now. What's the point? Oh, of that? you mean research as in yeah, other topics, yeah, not racism. Yeah, yeah. Oh, as far as racism, I don't know. Like I said, I, I when we moved to Arizona. Oh, I'm gonna get back to that real quick, dude. When I came to Arizona, right, mm-hmm. and then I was saying how like we were at McDonald's. My mom's like everyone's white, and then I started going to school out here. It was really weird for me because no, like I was in school, and no one, no one at all give a shit that. I was the new kid at school or that I didn't care about racial divide because mm-hmm. everyone here was white. It didn't matter, dude. And in, I think it was that same year, um, public enemy, the rap group, public enemy did a song called by the time I get to Arizona. Do you know that song? No, I don't. Know well, like, okay. So that's something that people can look up if they really want to, but that whole song was just about like the essentially black community hating on Arizona because of how racist Arizona as a state was at that particular time. Yeah. And I had no idea about that until AI moves to the state yeah. at that era of my life as a young person. And then uh, I just felt very separated from it because that's not how I viewed people yeah. at all. I um, didn't realize how important racism was until I moved from New York to Arizona. Like, I feel like. Do you feel like you walked into like a white pool at yeah. that point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the thing about me is, like, I frankly don't care because I kind of, like, <laughs> I have this thing I do where, like, I just elbow my my way in wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, nah, I'm here now. Like, y'all fuckers got to yeah. deal with it. But I feel like as far as career is concerned, I feel like now I'm starting to be like, oh, shit. You like, see it a little different. Like, now I'm. Yeah. And the weird thing about my race or ethnicity is, like, people don't know how to fit me in a box. That's probably a really important thing I should talk about. It's like. When people don't know the stereotypes attached to you, yeah, they don't know how to treat you. Yeah. And they don't know how to treat you. They like lock up emotionally. And so like I have a hard time talking to people who are afraid to branch out. Like in New York, people still have familiarity with I would say in New York people have familiarity with almost everyone in the world, like every ethnic group. 
Mm-hmm. And when I moved here, I realized there's people who never heard of Trinidad. And that blew my mind because it's like in New York, it could be the whitest motherfucker. They still knew of Trinidad because there's a big Trinidadian yeah. population. Yeah. So it's like they're kind of vaguely familiar. Yeah. Like, oh, you're from the Caribbean, but like. All right, you're an islander, so I guess I could kind of navigate around you. Let me get to know you a little bit. Whereas yeah. in Arizona, it's like people really don't know how to talk to me. And yeah. it's like, bro, I'm not any different. Like if you talk to me and get to know me, you will see that I'm pretty normal and we could get along. Yeah. But I feel like Arizona is so locked up like ethnically that people are afraid to take that risk. Yeah. And it's human nature. Like I'm not mad at them. Yeah. I mean, people could look at it and be like, yo, it's racist, right? And sure, it's an unfamiliarity with a different race or ethnic group, but yeah. it's also like, it's human nature to like not want to branch out, right? Like yeah. you stick, like we're tribal, kind of. So I think that's one thing I've noticed where it's just like, oh shit, my career is actually going to have a hard time moving forward because like, if I go to an interview, but I'm graphic designer by trade. And it's like, if I go to an interview and there's like 20 white graphic designers and I show up and it's like, uh, yeah, I might look good on paper, but it's like, do I really want that manager or hiring manager? I might not want to branch out. It's like when they interview you, I used to be a manager. So I know like interviews, you kind of look for somebody who's going to fit into your mm-hmm. unit of like a body of employees. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you're not supposed to be biased against somebody. But it's like if you got a pool of 20 white graphic designers to pick from and you got like one person who looks like me and it's like, I already look Middle Eastern, which I'm not. Sure, they're going to go with <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. they're going to go with like a white graphic designer only because it's more familiar. So it's like racism. Perhaps. There's a fine. There's like blatant racism. And then there's like a big white. I think you have to just be confident in what you bring to the picture, though. Well, know? yeah, absolutely. But it's it's not to say that you you still don't feel it. Because, like, I've, well, I get it, dude. I've always been the type of person where it's like, I'm going to prove myself no matter yeah. what. And I good did for that. You. And good for and you. And I did way. that in New York. Like, I always did that. I somehow always managed to win the respect of people just by pure work ethic and just like honest, hard work, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, here, it's like, it's on a different level. It was like yeah. white people bitch about affirmative action, right? You know, so it's like as a white person, you could say, oh, so and so this person of a different ethnic background got that promotion that I was up for. And be like, oh, I, I got, I'm going to blame it on that. Personally, I don't do that. Yeah. Know? But I, I that's a real thing, too. Like When it comes to the topic of racism, that's a real thing. Dude, people be out there doing that. But, uh, you know, if you're the best qualified person for a job whether you're from Trinidad or, you know, Africa or Asia or, you know, doesn't matter. Dude, doesn't matter to me. If you're yeah. working hard, hustling, putting in that effort and you like do a good job. Well, how do you feel about, doing, how do you I'm, feel I'm, about I'm, I'm affirmative gonna, action? Cause like, I, dude, to me it's moot. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me at all. Like, it just doesn't. I think it's an ineffective it's thing all, anyway, because yeah. it's like, who, who's ever gotten a job because of, Affirmative action. Well, I don't know one single person. It depends on who's hiring, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It depends on who's in charge of hiring. If you're the person that's in charge of hiring and you're like, I'm only going to hire attractive single white women, right? I mean, like, that's up to them, dude. It's, there's, 
there's things that are out of our realm to control and you have to just be okay with it. But if you're, if you honestly are the best qualified person and you get the job, all you can do is feel good about it. If you're the, if you think you're the best qualified person and someone else gets that job, you, you should be better off to just pass the buck and go, you know what? Hopefully that person that did get this spot is better qualified than I am, regardless of what race or color. Nah, I'm always, or, I'm always like, I'm yeah, like, but you full of salt. But you full of salt, though. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he shows up late. I hope he, yeah. like, I hope you realize that person sucks, right? And then she, you regret not giving me the spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I get it, but it's all good. Anyway. All right. That was fun. You sound hey. frustrated like you need a smoke break. I, you're making me smoke, man. Do I? I, I, I would have quit like a month ago. <laughs> That's a lie. That's a bull face That's ass crazy. lie. That's a white lie. That was a white <laughs> Where did that term come from? <laughs> Oh shit! All right, man. Well, was, thanks for listening. Next episode, we don't know what the fuck next. We're talk nah, about. next time we come out here, it's gonna be worse than this one was because we have no plan going yeah, forward. Nothing. The, the our plans going forward is no plan. We're gonna pick topics at least. Nah. At the very least, we're gonna come up with a pool of. Topics we're gonna come out strong, and then pick one at the beginning. That's how of the this episode. whole thing started. Pool of topics. We're gonna jump back in on that. Absolutely. Um, I kind of like the idea of I want to pick a topic for next year, but I think it's habit. Like, Let's just not do it. We're going to eh, we're gonna leave this up to our opinions when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. We just pick it. Why All not? right. That's cool. All yeah. right, man. Thanks for listening. Yep. Bye.